who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Grace saves and grace trains us in godliness to turn away from the worldly lusts and passions, to turn away from what the Bible calls our flesh that seeks to go away from God's spirit and to be completely united with him. So grace saves and it trains. It trains us for what? It trains us to move away from our American sort of, this American thing that says this life is about being happy and doing everything you want. No, this life is about being united to Christ and serving the Lord in the beauty of holiness. That's what he saved you for. That's what he created you for. There are things that you uniquely can do in this world because of the gifts God has given you and the experiences that you've had and the people that you have influence over. And God saves you out of a life of self so that you can offer that life to the people around you. That's the real gospel and the fullness of what grace brings. Let me ask you this morning, as as you're moving out of 2021 and into 2022, is your heart hardened? I, I think there's a lot of Christians whose hearts have gotten hardened over the past couple of years. Bitterness has set in related to political things and, you know, just all the stuff we've been dealing with for two years. And, and all the, the heartache that has gone along with uh, our lives being uprooted and changed. I mean, even now, here we are, what, the first Sunday of a new year. I don't know, a third of us in our congregation maybe have COVID, who knows? Many are online. Some have left and aren't coming back. They haven't gone to other churches, they're just gone. And I would say that's because a lot of hardness and bitterness has gotten in. We've got to be very diligent about watching over our hearts. Is your heart hardened or hardening? Jesus gives solutions to hardened hearts. This is what it says in Revelation 3. He says, wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have not found your works complete in the sight of my God, Remember then what you received and heard. Keep it and repent. So if you, if you recognize, you know what? The things that he's saying today are describing me and the way I've been going about life. I'm kind of dulled to things and dulled to the things of God and dulled to love and joy and peace. Well, that might mean your heart's getting hardened. You're falling asleep spiritually. And Christ says, wake up. Remember. Remember what? Remember the words he's given you. That's why something like the examine is so helpful. You, you remember the ways God has moved in your life and you remember who he is and who you are to him. You are the beloved of the almighty. You're the one he came for and died for to make his own. But you got to remember and you got to repent by turning away from a place of hardness and moving back to a place of renewal before him. Seek God's grace. Seek the Spirit's renewing. The third condition is the hungry heart. And I hope that this place is full of hungry hearts. That's what the wise men represent. These men who come out of the East, they're longing for Messiah. They want to know God. And they're ready to follow even this faint 
kind of sign in the sky that clearly not everybody saw, and yet they moved. They probably came from Persia, Babylon. They could have walked a thousand miles. I mean, that's a long way to go. A lot of people won't even come across two bridges to get to Christ. In a car. And these guys went a thousand miles, either by foot or by camel or by horse. And they follow the star and they're asking questions. Questions are good. Question, God never is offended by your questions, especially if you've had heartache and, and disappointment. Bring the questions to the Lord. Verse 2, they ask, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. They're seeking. God loves seekers. Proverbs 8, verse 17, God says this, I love those who love me. I'm just going to sit on that for a second. Think about your name, God saying to you, I love you, Mary, Bill, Joe, Mark, Steve, Amy, I love you because you love me. And those who seek me, find me. And that's not, a, that's not an isolated promise of scripture. It's all over the Old Testament. But it isn't just the Old Testament, it's all over the New Testament as well. Jesus said, ask and you receive, seek and you find, knock and the door will be open to you. Your part is asking, seeking and knocking. His part is to respond. His part is to open the door. His part is to reveal himself to you. The wise men heard from Herod that Messiah is in Bethlehem. And so they go, they do what the chief priests, the religious types wouldn't do. They go, they keep moving. They want to see for themselves. And then as verse 11 says, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. When they encounter God's grace, when, when they encounter Jesus, their response is the response of the heart to God, which is worship. That's why I said at the beginning, what we do here matters. We're not just singing songs about God. We're worshiping God, and that matters to God. He's pleased. If there were only two of us here and we were both worshiping God, he would be delighted. But look at how many of us there are, and there are more online as we worship God. He's pleased. He inhabits our praises. He's with us. They're encountering God's grace, and they lay down their lives. They believe. They obey. They give him their worship and their gifts. It's costly to them. It's always costly to worship the Lord because it involves the whole self. It's not just a part of your life. It's all of who you are called to be that he asks you to bring before him. Their part is to respond. That's a hungry heart's response. We are called to respond. Matthew 5, Jesus says this, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Are you hungry? At the end of 2021 and moving into 2022, or have you found yourself filled up with the things of the world? And, and of course, you know, I got to confess a little bit. 
Like I ate way too much food over the last few weeks. And, and I'm very cognizant. It's, it's so easy because of where we live to fill up. I'm, they're good things. Nothing wrong with presents and parties and food. And right? there's nothing wrong with that. But it's so easy to overfill and then miss the movements of God or to use those good things to stuff down the places where there's pain or there's been disappointment. Do you realize that often it's the places of pain and disappointment that God wants to meet you in? But, but if we stuff them down with more activities and more food or more drink or more you fill in the blanks, then it's easy to miss the movement of God in our lives. And, and, and then if you keep doing that long enough, you can end up hardened like the religious folks. But there's an invitation in that. Are you hostile? Are you hardened? Are you hungry? What are you going to do this year? What are you going to do with regard to God? And with regard to your own growth. Well, it may be that you need to respond in faith. It, it may be that somebody is being called to be baptized or to recommit their life to Christ because you, you recognize the slippery slope you've been on, and, and He's calling you back. He beckons and he calls. And that's that, that, that's that thing that goes on inside. Maybe it's time to be regular in church again. Not just so that the place fills up. We've got our Christmas seating out still. And it looks a little empty today. Probably most of us are happy about that in some ways. Like who wants to be super crowded right now, right? We're not quite there. But... but I've heard a lot of people say, you know what, we just kind of got out of the habit. We, we stopped being regular in the things of our community. And of course, that's, that was what isolation did. But it's, it's time. It's time to start letting go of isolation and moving back. And, and maybe thinking about the friends in your life who you haven't seen. Or you know they're hardened and go, man, come back. We need you. Now, there are people who legitimately have health issues, and, you know, this is not about that. But, but I'm talking about the folks who, who just kind of got lazy. Time to re-engage. Maybe it's time to serve again. And, and I, I, man, I know my friends who have serving gifts and mercy gifts are just chomping at the bit to just, like, love on somebody again. Because that's another thing that's happened over these couple of years. That's why at our turkey fry last week, so many people were just bouncing off the walls happy. Because that thing in you, the gift that you've been given to serve was functioning. And it wasn't about you and self-protection and, and hiding your life away. It was about giving it away again to other people. You know, Paul says, fan into flame the gift that was given you with the laying on of hands. And, and we've been doing a lot of fire pit stuff here lately. It's been too hot for it, but we've been doing it anyway. 
right? And, and we, like everybody's learning, you just got to fan that flame or it's not going to burn. It works that way with our gifts too. Paul says, fan your gifts into flame. How? By using them. When you don't use them, the flame goes out. But when you fan them, when you use them, the flame goes up. Maybe it's time to serve again. I've said this before recently, but perhaps it's time to read through the scriptures in 2022, all the way through, because you've never done it or you haven't done it in a long time. Like to read his story all the way and to see it and to let it sink in. Maybe it's time to be in a life group or to start giving. I mean, think about those, those wise men laying before him their gold and their frankincense and their myrrh. These gifts were costly. And, and the way they gave, they, they gave their lives, right? They, they gave their time. They gave all of who they were. And then they laid before him these treasures as well. I, I had a conversation not too long ago with, with a guy who, who just has, he's got the golden touch. And everything he touches seems like to make money. And I'm like, I, we're just talking about it, which is unusual because a lot of times people get nervous about having those kind of conversations. But as we were talking, it, it was like, you realize God gave you that gift for his kingdom. Yes, he wants you to enjoy that and the bounty, but, but that gift is for the outpouring of the kingdom of God. And, and all this investing you're doing in this world, it's all going to go away. Why not invest in that which goes ahead of you into the kingdom of God, into those who are poor, into missions around the world? I mean, what if we got rid of our debt in the next couple of years and we just didn't have to think about that stuff anymore? I could tell you my life would be a lot easier. My stress level would come down. But it's not really about that. It's about being diligent with what God has given us and, and giving back to him in the ways he invites us to give. I don't think you can outgive him, I'm pretty sure. Maybe it's time to go deep with God, connecting with the Holy Spirit of God in this year ahead. How? Well, in a way you haven't before. What does that look like? Well, it might mean it's time to start learning how to pray and fast. Why? Because that'll get you more brownie points with God? No, because your life's full of too much. And so, so opening up to the presence of God in a way of letting go of a good thing in order that you might receive something from him. So maybe it's time to pray and fast. Not, not for losing weight, by the way. I mean, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but I don't mean... What I mean is just making yourself available to God through spiritual practices. Maybe it's time to learn the exam, and I'd be happy to help you with that. My wife would be happy to help you with that. Like finding ways of learning how to discern the movement of God in your day-in and day-out life. Being, being, not being haphazard about it anymore, but being intentional like you are in every other area of your life. Maybe it's time for you to get a spiritual director, someone who helps you learn to listen to the Spirit of God, who doesn't shout, but speaks in a whisper. What's your heart like as you come into 2022? What do you want to see in the year ahead? Let's pray together. Lord, stir up in us that which you've given us. Convict us, Lord, where we need convicting. Wake us up where we've fallen asleep. Lord, give us, give us new life where our hearts have gotten hardened. And Lord, 
cause us to grow, not for the sake of growth, but for the sake of Jesus, the one whom we love and who gave himself for us. We pray, Lord, that at the end of this year, we could look back and go, my, how the Lord has been active in my life. For Jesus' sake, and in his name we pray. Amen.